1: Welcome to Clubhouse. I am taking over Clubhouse today for Stevie Kim. Uh, she is off trekking somewhere in Trentino. Last I heard, she was going down some kind of a mine shaft to check out some wine. It all sounds very cool, but I'm sure we'll get the blow-by-blow uh, the blow when she gets back. So, right, Clubhouse, here we are. Uh, today we are actually before before we, Monica. How do I say your name? Zakruska, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zakshevskaya. Okay, one
1: more time. One more time. Zakshevskaya. Z- Okay, well, <laughs>
2: impossible. It
1: impossible to <laughs> it's very cool though. Okay, so today we have Monica interviewing Sofia Ponzini yes. and I am going to give Monica a very quick introduction before I hand things over to her so that she can introduce and interview Sofia. But um, before I do, um, I just wanted to quickly mention one or two things, obviously, that this episode is being recorded, and it will be replayed on the Italian Wine Podcast in the next weeks. And the other thing is, we do that just because it, it allows people who are not in this time zone to, to listen to it. So the other thing I wanted to mention, it's completely unrelated, but I wanted to mention it now. Now is we have an award opened uh, for voting for Fantastic. listeners. Uh, yeah, for the Italian Wine Podcast, and the, the time that the, the listener nomination period will begin July the first to July the thirty first. So um, I'm just sort of announcing it to put it on people's radar. Basically, we are going to announce it through social media, and of course, there will be a link on the ItalianWinePodcast.com dot uh, com, where you know I'm hoping that listeners of the Italian Wine Podcast will go and vote for the best podcast listening platform. So I really hope that uh, by telling everybody and anyone every day for the next 10 or 11 days that enough people will go and quickly vote but uh, so that's 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 coming up soon so okay i've done done my bit so monica how are you i'm fine thank you how are you i'm good you have uh, a lot of experience here i i mean you know you i, I could just read it i always want to, to to say one or two things but there's just so many things um you know, you're, you've been in sales, wine education, acquisitions. You still are, rather, uh, distribution, um, just so much stuff. And um, I could just read it all, but it would take forever. <laughs> but you are an International Avia uh, Ambassador and yes. Certified Sommelier with FISAR, Fondazione yes. Italiana Sommelier Ristoratori, WSET 3 Holder. Um, just so much. Uh, You're also born in Poland. And um, after you graduated, you lived and worked in the US, in the Ukraine, Ireland, and Italy. So you speak a lot of languages, which is really cool here. I see Polish, Italian, English, and Russian. That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
2: I love to speak languages and learn. Yeah,
1: no, that's cool. Well, it certainly opens up uh, the world a lot uh, when you can communicate with different cultures. It's great. Okay, so, and, and yeah, you know, traveling and all this stuff it brought you to wine. So I wanted to, to ask, how did you, um, how did you first um, uh, meet or uh, hear about Sofia Ponzini?
2: Um, and, and why is she your favorite producer? So I met Sofia uh, Poncinite from Tenute Bosco uh, during uh, Vinitaly a um, few years ago. I tried her wines. Um, obviously, I like them. And then I had the uh, pleasure to, to visit her vineyards. And it was amazing uh, experience because... Uh, uh sofia is a lucky one who has a prephyloxxa wine so all the all all of that um took me to this uh, decision to to cho- to to choose her wines and to to tell tell you all of you about her wines from Etna because Etna is an amazing place I'm crazy about etna so <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Um, and um, what what are the, uh, as you know, Stevie loves the learning objectives when it comes to these conversations. What, what what do you think we are going to take from this conversation or learn from it?
2: So I hope that uh, those uh, wine lovers who don't know um, Aetna Wines yet, uh, I will try it, my small... Try to undiscover this this hidden gem and um, promote this amazing territory of Etna, um. Because I think that Etna wines have huge potential, and everybody knows uh, supposed to know uh, wines from Etna. So definitely, definitely, kind of, uh, discover this hidden gem, uh, educate people and. Try etna wise, they are incredible thanks, cool okay thanks. um so,
1: so uh, before I hand you over, uh Sophia, are you there? Yes, I am hi Sophia hi so i'm gonna i'm I'm hi. going to um mute myself in just a moment, and before I do that, I just wanted to say at the end, I'll come back if we have some questions, um then we'll do that. Um, but until then, I will um, I'll talk to you guys after.
2: Uh, so let me introduce maybe Sofia Pontini, uh, the wine producer of Tenuta Bosco. Uh, Sofia, help me if you uh, if I will uh, not mention something. Uh, I will try to be short because we have plenty of questions regarding your wines. So as far as I understood, uh, Sofia. It, it's not an analogy, yes, of course uh you are graduated in uh, in languages uh, literature what foreign literature
3: okay yeah.
2: and uh the winery was born in two thousand and twelve. that's the date of your first threat is it correct yes, perfect so as Sophia was was telling me uh, her story is very nice because uh, uh as I, I as I understood her her love to wines grew with her because when she has a she was a child her her uncle was making wine and uh, he was inviting her uh, to participate in the ha- in in harvest so that's the beginning of the story Sophia it it was in this way yes yes this way so okay. so when it was your first harvest. How old was you? Oh uh, when I was six years old, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh and then after many many years you decided to to produce your own wine. So we are going to 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenute Bosco produces four wines. Yes. Uh, Etna Bianco, Etna Rosato, and two reds. Yes. Uh, and one, it's a crew, It's uh, made from prophyloxera uh, vines.
4: Yes, right? just from uh, endemic grape varieties.
2: So maybe, uh, maybe
4: it's better if you would tell us a bit uh, about
2: Tenuta Bosco. Okay. Where, what What happened that you decide to make
4: wine, your own oh. wine? Yes. Um, so um, the beginning of Tenute Bosco, as you told, was uh, around 10 years ago. Um, more sp- specifically, my first bottle of wine was uh, the, the Etna Red, my Piano dei Daini Etna Red, 2012. And the grape was uh, from the main Piano dei Daini in Solichiata, uh, just on the northern side of Mount Etna, where the, 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 my history in wine began. I'm uh, not an enologist as you told before, but I've decided to start for a sheer passion. Uh, when I was a kid, I had um, a relative that made wine just for the family, not to sell. Uh, and he called my mom every year and invited us for, uh, for the harvest on the late October. So for me, um, make wine uh, became uh, like a, a ritual. A moment of joy and uh, sharing uh, that um, is uh, in my life when I I was uh, six, when I was uh, a little girl. But uh, there is another reason, Uh, more complex. Uh, I mm, would like to give back something to my island something to my city, Catania, that needs to be known uh, all over the world for the beauty of of this territory, for the history, for the culture, and of course, for the unique wines that we have on Etna, that we make on Etna. Okay, so uh,
2: I have another question from your past. So uh, the harvest you you were doing with your uncle, you were still on Etna or a different part of Sicily, where the the vineyards were located? How
4: it yes. happened that you chose Etna? You're from Catania, so obviously, yes, I, uh, yeah, I'm from Catania, um, and the, the harvest uh, was uh, on Etna because if you are, if you was born in in Catania, you can go for the sea or through the mountain. And so yes, the 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 one year of my uncle was on uh, up on Mount Etna
2: not okay. uh,
4: exactly in Solicchiata where I am now but yes on on the northern side of the Etna
2: and could you tell us a bit more about those uh, uh about the location of your of your vineyards
3: uh, yes um, uh, the,
2: the, as we know that the Etna Etna slopes are are uh, oh, the, the vines is cultivated on different Etna slopes so so mm-hmm. What is the specific location of your uh, vineyards? Could you tell us a bit more about the terroir? Because it's so so um, different, uh, different zonation. So in, uh, incredible terroir on Aetna. It's, it's very interesting. And then the expressions of terroir in the wine. Could you tell us a bit more about all of that?
4: Yes, of course. Um, the... Um just with the area of production, because the Etna Dock side is like a backward sea. I'm on the north, and there are other parts in the south, east and west part. Um, The north side, where I am, is um, characterized by steep slopes, uh, so many terraces that climb the side of the volcano. And... um, slow and late uh, ripening period, as I told, that make uh, our work uh, very, very challenging. But the really important uh, things of our side, of the northern side, are the altitude. Because, what is uh, the elevation of your vineyards? Yeah, um, we are in two different contradas. So we are around 650 meters above sea level in Piano dei Daini in Solicchiata. And uh, oh. more than uh, 700 meters in Passo Pisciaro Contrada, the main Santo Spirito. So uh, is around 650 and 750.
0: And this is really,
4: really important uh, for Etna wines because Etna wines, yes, are Sicilian wines, but are, uh, are mountain wines. So the altitude is one of the best uh, thing, uh, characteristics of, of, of Etna. So... Um, so, I imagine
2: also the climate, it's not really Mediterranean as everybody could think. Okay, we are in Sicily full of sun. It's more
4: like continental or?
3: Yes, of How course. Would you... Yeah, okay. Yeah,
4: definitely. Because, um, yes, the, the altitude, yeah, as I told you, um, but also um, is more continental also for the exposition. Because we okay. have, yes, we have the sun, but also the mountain range of uh, Nebrodi and Peloritani that uh, with the, the volcano, with the Etna, create um, very good climate conditions and protect the area from the cold winds uh, during the winter. But also we have another things really, really important. We have the Valley of Alcantara that is okay. uh, really important, uh, not... Uh, just like uh, the mass of water, but for the depression of the ground uh, that makes fair winds that blow into the valley and during the, the night are moving to the sea. So uh, the, the climate, it's really, really continental, not only Mediterranean, as, as you told. And also another very important thing um, is the soil, the ancient volcanic soil uh, born from the different and intense eruption, followed during uh, during the years, and uh, very 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 rich in minerals, um, and also another things are the the delivery that every year we have of fresh minerals by the ash of the volcano. Uh,
2: this is this is a great uh, great terroir to to make wine to to cultivate. Um... Vines. I heard when I was visiting, uh, Etna, you were describing um, repeat do. Could you tell us a bit more about this repeat do?
4: Yes, it's like a Sicilian way to say yes. Like um, little r- r- lava stone rocks, very little dry lava stone rocks um, that are very typical. For example, last year, no, this year we had uh, like fifty-one uh, little eruption that that give us uh, this little ripido and the little ash on the volcano, on the yeah, on the one year directly on the one year. But it's not uh not analyzing the 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 grapes or the, the yeah the the vineyard uh because in general uh, this creates um, new uh, new um, nutrimento, new nutritions yeah new nutritions for the for the vines and uh, another important important things of my side, the northern side, is also the, the range uh, of temperature between day and night that make uh, more continental uh, So I presume to it's
2: a huge difference between the temperatures during the day and during the night, right?
4: Yes, perfect, perfect uh, that makes a slow and gradual grapes maturation and uh, very balanced and complex and elegant, uh, and elegant wine, as you know but, uh, okay. yes, we have also other parts of the ethnodoxide, side. just, uh, for example, the south part is divided in other two, the east part, southeast and southwest part. Okay. Um, the southeast part uh, have uh, young soil formed by extinct, extinct um, volcanic cones. And okay. it's like uh, it's look that, mm, the Union, the Ionian the Ionian Sea. It's a bit cold and rainy, but uh, there is a good production of white ethno wines, because uh, um, the red uh, the the red grapes don't reach the full maturation in that side. And uh, there are, for example, you know the Bianco Superiore, is a yes. geographical mention. Uh, and the mention that um, we gave for geography that yeah. uh, we can find in Milo, the Bianco Superiore and the like Milo is in the, in the southeast. Benanti, yes, right? yes, perfect. The southeast area. Um, okay. Another important part of the Etanadoc is also the southwest, that is um, ancient land, the land with an ancient soil with a regular shape that uh, slopes uh, regularly down to the plain of Catania. La, the, the city of Catania and is protect from the sea but uh, uh, because it's looking to Catania it's a bit warm but compensated uh, with the altitude this is okay. the, the, the etnodoc side so,
2: so um, I, will, I will make a tricky question, so can we say that your uh, northern slope where your vineyard is located are more vocated for red Red wines to 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 help uh, help us to better understand uh, all this
4: richness of of uh, Etna terroir. Oh, the Etna northern side uh, is the most ancient. Uh, I don't know if if it's better with whites or reds. I think it's um the the most oldest, but it's a good area, but all of the Etna side are very interesting and with different uh, characteristics. I think this is a a big value for for the Etna in general. Okay, so you said the oldest. So uh,
2: do you have some information uh, since when the the vine was cultivated on Etna,
4: on on your slope? Oh, Very, very ancient times. Very very ancient times, like in Greek times, for example, the um, the alberello, is which there. is the, okay.
2: It's a bush train uh, system, a training system used in on edge. Yes, right? yes. Why do you, uh, Why do you use it? But could you tell us a bit more what, what? Why this choice to 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 use
4: uh, to prefer alberello bush training? Is the ancient system, uh, system uh, um, from Greek viticulture. Yeah, because okay. the name alberello is a, a low bush wine. It came from the shape that the vine takes uh, on during during the growing. Like effect. a small
2: tree, right? Because yes. in fact, in Italian yes. alberello, it's like,
4: we could translate it to small tree, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a small tree uh, with a short trunk with a variable number of branches. Um, and the adoption of this ancient uh, form came, um, in fact, from uh, from the Greek viticulture. So it's really, really ancient. And the standing bush method was born uh, um, just to protect the vines from the shade and the humidity. So it's really, really
3: ancient.
2: But you have very special um, a part of vineyards and vines. You have prephylluxera vines. I remember when I visited... Uh, your uh your vineyards. I was impressed. I felt like I would be uh, in the museum uh on the opener, the museum of of vines. Could you tell us uh, how old are your vines? More or less. Uh, do you know? Could you could you describe uh, approximate age of your of your vines? They are like a sculpture. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I really uh, invite you guys to visit uh, Sophia's uh, vineyards just to, to see those, those ancient vines, Prephylloxera vines. It's,
4: it's really mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, it's incredible. Just for me. <laughs> Every day to see. Um, well, on Montletna, we, so, we have some um, Prephylloxera vines. Um,
2: the and plants? it's because of the, of the,
4: of the soil, right? Because it's very sandy,
2: full of minerals, that's why the vines were saved from phylloxera pest. Is it
4: correct? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, rich in minerals, but with sandy matrix, and uh, therefore was uh, resistant to the um, phylloxera root pest. The phylloxera arrived um, in the late 1800s from America, and uh, unfortunately destroyed many, many wards in Europe. So uh, on Mount Etna we have uh, so many Profiloxera vines that we have uh, till now. Yes, for the for the soil, for the altitude, for so many things that protect uh, the this attack terrible attack.
2: And you are the lucky one that you are making the your red Vico from Profiloxera vines. So
4: yeah, there are
2: so like okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So how. what do you did you make any any analysis of your of your uh, vines to to understand how old they are do you have to take care yeah. of them in a special way
4: yes we have tried to make some uh, d- dendrochronological analysis to have the age but we don't have a specific number mm have a number, a specific number, but in the vineyard in Santo Spirito, um, that is a natural amphitheater with 27,000 alberelli, in part prephylaxia, and there are some vines uh, that you have seen, either like me, that enter in the old Dry lavastone Wall and next on the other side to make another yeah, place. It's our incredible them. places. So are centennial, but uh, we don't know the the exact number, but are very, very old. It's a special place. You can feel the energy of the volcano and the, and the history of that place. It's incredible. Okay. And as you are
2: doing, uh, as you are making your wines and you have Vico, your uh, your your crew, mm-hmm. can we call it? The crew, Vico, uh, from Prefloxera Vines. Um, could you tell us a, b- a bit more about this uh, this this uh, wine? Why did you decide to make it? And uh, how many bottles do you produce? Yeah. As far as I noticed, every year you receive great uh, recognitions. Every year, Trebikieri, uh,
4: congratulations. Thank you. Um, Yes, the Bico is a very special selection. I produce uh, around 3,000 or maximum 5,000 miles bottles, depends on the vintages. Uh, The first bottle was the 2013. Uh, The 2013 was a rainy and humid vintage on on Mount Etna, different from Italy, that was almost good. But uh, the Bico is a selection, uh, from the higher and rocky part of the vignette, the the vineyard in Santo Spirito. And uh...
1: thank you for listening to Italian Wine Podcast. from July 1st to the 31st and click the link. We thank you and back to the show.
2: We so what grape varieties uh, you use? Maybe not everybody knows how it's made.
4: Uh, yeah, just not also. in grape varieties. is uh, Nerello Mascalese and Nerello Cappuccio. 90% Nerello Mascalese and 10% Nerello Cappuccio. And there okay. is a selection that we make uh, directly uh, on, uh, on the vines uh, during the harvest. So uh, it's uh, really, really, really special. And Parker, for example, said that 2016 Vintage was uh, one of the top 100 world discoveries. And uh, I'm very, very proud about it. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but also I produce another red that is um, another trip uh, of Mount Etna because these reds, my reds, are really different. Um, you can imagine that the distance is uh, between uh, one the two Contradas is around uh, less than 10 minutes by car, one in Solicchiata and one in Passo pisciaro But uh, the, these reds are very, very different uh, the vinification is similar. Um, they are ninety percent Nerello Mascalese and Ten Capuccio, uh, but uh, but are uh, really, 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 really different. Uh, the Nerello Pia- mascalese the Etna red piano dei Dani comes from the appunto Solicchiata, Contrada Piano di Dini, um, and is the everything you can uh, you would like to find in a glass of Etna. It's fruity. You can smell the ash of the volcano. It's uh, really, really elegant. But the Bicocru, it's more complex, more intense, uh, with balsamic note, uh, a bit d- deeper, and very, very different threads. I think that is um, a car- big uh, uh, characteristics of Aetna, the difference between the Contradas and the varieties. Uh, great. That sounds really
2: interesting.
4: And what about those two different
2: Contradas? Where are you located? Are they yeah. similar or completely different?
3: Yes,
4: Contradas allora, are a bit similar because. The, but for example, uh, the Piano dei Daini, the Contrada in Solicata, is uh, um, lower in altitude, a bit lower, around 100 meters is uh, uh, more airy and open in exposition the santo spirito in passo pisciaro is higher 100 meters more so 750 meters above sea level is a bit closed but the altitude is different and also the soil because of the the main eruption that uh, followed during the years and also other things, really, really important that makes uh, the two reds so different uh, are is the age of the plants. In Santo, in Santo Spirito, as I told, are centenary, and the Bico is uh, is uh, also a, a selection that we do during the harvest direction plants. So um, the old vines and these uh, um, maniac selection give a special character and uh, different personality to the wine, but the Contrada are really, really similar. The Vico, the Contrada Santo Spirit, I think, is more uh,
3: with Sandy Matrix. Comparing
4: to, to the uh, yeah. other uh, at Manos. Yeah, so. to, to the, to the comparing to to the, the Yes, yes. Okay. It's more balsamic, it's really different, but the general characteristics are the same of the two Contradas because are on the northern side of, of the volcano.
2: And what about your other wines? You're doing Etna Bianco and Rosato, which
4: is which is one of my favorite rosés, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know. Um yes, I produce the Etna Bianco, uh is um, 90% caricante, 10% catarato Grecanico in Solia, and uh, also a little bit of Minella, just autochthon grape varieties, and um I choose the grapes from the both of my Contrada, but uh, it's a very simple wine, uh, just a passage in stainless steel, no wood, nothing. It's a vertical wine, uh, pleasantly persistent, uh, but really, really balanced with the t- typical acidity and minerality of the Athena wines wines. Um, with, uh, of course, indigenous varieties. For me, it's really important to have, uh, have varieties of our of our terroir, and to exalt also the the, the biodiversity and, uh, and and Mount Etna. So uh, the other wine is the rosé. The rosé is a hundred percent Merlot Mascarello in pureness, and comes from the um, Santo Spirito, but uh, from the lower and vigorous part of the vineyard, uh, when I decide to make rosé, I mm, choose with agronomist studying to make rosé from the lower part of Santo Spirito uh, for the um, the richness uh, to the of the um, of the vines, and also the rosé don't have passage in. Uh, wood, I don't use barrique, I don't use, don't know, but just uh, stand still. It's really, really still. particular. Yeah, it's uh, really, really particular, the color. It's really light because we have a fast maceration with the skins around uh, three hours Um and separating it from the, the grossly statically cold and uh, the vinification, yes, in uh, in stainless steel, uh, at least for ten days. But the the best things that uh, I can do for the, the Etna wines is the bottle. My wines remains for uh, the rosé, for example, for a minimum of six months in the bottle. Um, you can imagine. Now we are selling the rosé 2019 that uh, last year was awarded with the first Italian rosé by Autophton Awards. But it's a really simple rosé, but as a wonderful character. It's uh, not just like a rosé for, you know, a P-hour appetizer. It's, uh, it's a wine with a great character, with a big acidity, like the Etna Rosé M has. And uh it's good for all uh dinner for a uh, gourmet dinner, for example. I love my rosé with uh tartare with tartare or uh, small, uh the cheese uh, of goat cheese, for example. I love the rosé of Malna are very remarkable and uh and also with a big uh, um edge potential very okay. very big
3: edge potential.
2: So uh, if somebody would uh, like to buy your rosé, so what do you suggest for how many years uh, your wine can be uh, kept uh, in the cellar and then drink after how many years?
4: I don't know. It's difficult to keep you, for example, 10 years, 20 years, I don't know, because I've started uh, around 10 years ago. But some days... In, uh, 2015 white at organic etna white wines and it, it was great so in general uh we have a great potential great uh age potential and also what about for the white and the did,
2: did you <sighs> made a
4: ver- vertical uh tasting uh yes not recently but now the release of the vico crew is 2016 and is a baby <laughs> so tell us
2: how do you make it uh, both maybe kind of comparison between red uh vico and what is um what is the the style of, of the
4: production of those at reds yeah um the production of the two reds uh, is uh, is very 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 similar um every, every um, the piano dei daini is 90% nerello mascalese and 10 capuccio and also the vico 90% mascalese and 10 cappuccio. the difference are the, the contradas and uh, and but the style in vinification and it's uh, is um, because, uh, the similar because the the two reds and the passage in big french to no oak but the first red for around eight, uh, 10 months, depends on the vintages. The Vico Crew, a little bit more, uh, around uh, 10 or 12 uh, month uh, in big French to But the difference is also the time that uh, remains uh, in the bottle more for the Vico Crew, because now we are the release of the classical red is 2019, the Vico Crew 2016. So you can imagine. But the vinification, it's it's really simple, very similar. Okay, because the great difference uh, is uh, the bottle and also the the winery. No other stuff because we don't do um, so much in uh, in the winery, as you know.
2: Of course. So, how many bottles uh, do you produce of uh, of Vico, for example? Okay, I'm a small um, producer. How is the distribution?
3: How
4: many bottles in overall do you produce? Yeah, the the max. I produce around fifty thousand or sixty thousand miles bottle in total. Uh, the Vico crew just a very limited uh, selection, around three thousand or five thousand miles, depends on the vintages. For example, the 2013, that uh, here in Sicily was uh, rainy and humid, I produced 3,000 miles. The 2014, that uh, in Sicily was uh, almost perfect, a little bit cold, very different from the other part of Italy, <laughs> as you know, uh, I produced yeah. 5,000 miles. Yes, the is is uh, another world. Uh, the, the The vintages are very different also from Italy. Mm, nothing is the same.
2: I heard that you use the expression uh, that Etna is island in island, right? Yes, yes.
3: Because
4: uh, uh, someone told me, ah, Sicilian wine, you produce Sicilian wine, it's very good. Okay. Etna is another world, very different. Um, Also, not only with Sicily, but also in the we are different so oh, the biodiversity in our area is incredible and is a big value for all the producers in this every is, side of Mount Etna, yes.
2: This is great, and uh, I noticed that you you are producing, uh, your, your wines are certified organic, uh, could you motivate your choice?
4: Um, yeah. Yes, yes. My ones are all organic certified, but from 2017 on the label, um, because the three year uh, years before, we were in conversion to have the certification. But um, sincerely, um, we are very lucky on, on Mount Etna because, for example, fungal tax are very, very limited and uh, Consequently, the, the treatments in the wine yard were uh, reduced to the minimum. In general, I think that uh, you can, today, you cannot make wine without uh, helping to preserve and protect uh, responsibly the environment for us and also for, uh, for the future generation. Um, today, uh, make organic wine, I think, is a priority issue, priority matter to the environment. It's the base.
2: Yes. Uh, I think we have to be more uh, cautious about our planet and uh, about that, what we are drinking and eating. So I totally agree with you. And I know that uh, I heard that it's very difficult uh, to obtain organic certification because the Italian bureaucracy is really tough, right? So it's another challenge.
4: Yeah, it's another challenge. So many, uh, so amazing um, time. Three years in conversion, also very big uh, check every year for have the certifica- the certification, to have the certification.
2: So it's not so easy. Yeah. Um, could that you tell us... Good. Could you tell us a bit uh, about all those contradas in in Et- on Etna, because maybe not everybody knows. But I remember when I visited Etna, it's it was Im- impressive that Etna is so uh, complex, so rich. Uh, you have all those contradas. How many they are? One hundred and thirty three, curling yes, exactly. around the volcano. Yes, exactly. And is it? Can we uh, say that? Contradas, they are kind of MGAs, like it would be menciona geográfica adjuntiva, like in, in Piedmont. Do you think it's a future for Aetna? Would it be useful to to get a thinking, recognition to yeah, um, to all those different um, parts of Aetna? Mm. districts, contradas, and uh, all those richness of of, of, of terroir? What mm-hmm. do you think about it? What is your uh, opinion
4: about this? Yeah. Um, well, this is a very difficult issue. <laughs> I think this time, but uh, yes, I I support the MGA. I think there um, is a future for for Etna, and also a great potential for Aetna wines, but uh, simply because uh, the territory say so. We are not uh, doing nothing. It's, it's just the territory. It's not a, a preset zonation, But we have the Contrada that we can call also the main or village that's identifying the most dedicated area, like Barbaresco for example, not like uh, Barolo, because there we have Lamora, for example, other stuff. But uh, Barolo is like no, Passo Picharo that is one of the seven fraction of uh, Castiglione di Sicilia. But the Contradas are are really, really important today. And I think all the producers are are working this way. It's a, is a great potential for Vietna.
3: Yeah. Hello? Okay.
2: I'm hearing you. Sorry, I, I lost you. Okay. I'm here. So uh so you, want- you had your, your say, contra- yeah, sure. Could you tell us about your specific, or uh, 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 or about your contradas, where the your uh, vineyards are
4: located? Okay. Um. As I told you, we are on the northern side of uh, of Pantenna. Uh the contrada are in uh, Castiglione di Sicilia. Uh, the municipality of Castiglione di Sicilia. In uh, Passo Picharro, we have the Contrada Santo Spirito. The little town of Passo Picharro is uh, more than 750 metres above sea level. And the other Contradas is also inside Castiglione di Sicilia, but in the fraction of uh, Piano di, uh, of Solicchiata in Piano dei Daini, the Contrada, the names of the Contrada is Piano dei Daini, that is um, lower in altitude, but is all inside the municipality of Castiglione di Sicilia. It's a little bit complicated, but not so, <laughs> not so possible.
2: Uh, but do you think it's
4: um, it would be useful uh,
2: to, uh, for Aetna for wine growers to kind of underline and emphasize their specific uh, contradas and locations of the vineyards, or do you think it could be a bit it's maybe a tricky question so my apologies or maybe it could be a bit uh, confusing for for the wine consumers um
4: uh, i know it's it's difficult but simply <laughs> sorry <laughs> but it's simply because is uh, the, the territory say so and also uh, for example inside my vineyard uh, the, the in uh, santo spirito I know that in the same guanyard, there are different and dedicated areas to make uh, wines. For example, I choose the part to make the reds and the part to make uh, um, rosé, because also inside a guanyard, there are so many differences uh, because of uh, so many differences. So the Contradas are really, really important. Uh, you can imagine, no, uh, with uh, our reds. My reds in Piano di Daini is different from my reds in uh, Santo Spirito. Are good, are wonderful, are Etna, but really different. Uh, because the soil is different, the exposition is different. So the, the donation is really important on Etna, really, really important. And uh, the producers, uh, uh, we have to to communicate in the correct way this richness.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of a puzzle atna etna different locations, but it's so amazing and uh, and really uh, fantastic to try all those Etna wines and to to feel it this terroir in the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, as a uh, Rosé, it's it's really interesting. It's really special. What do you think about the Rosé wines? They are still kind of niche, but what about Etna Rosés? Did you notice uh, growing interest and requests uh, from uh, wine uh, wine importers
4: in in Rosé wines uh, from Etna? Yes, slowly, slowly, because uh, the importers abroad, the first things they ask, white and Etna red. They are... um, they don't look uh, for uh, the Etna rosé when you start, but when they taste it, uh, they they was uh, they, they are very very su- surprised. I think the rosé is uh, a milestone on Mount Etna. We have beautiful rosé with different characteristics, with great potential uh, of uh, aging. Uh, light rosé with great acidity. Um, I trust on Rosé of, of of Mount Etna. I think it's uh, one of the best areas for Rosé in Italy that yeah, uh, I think yeah, so. we are going to discover now slow, but uh, now everyone in Italy knows Etna-Rosé.
2: Yeah, because it's so characteristic. It's so different and very intriguing uh... Comparing to different roses from different parts of uh, of uh, Italy, personally, yeah. I like roses, and I'm also happy that uh, people start to drink more rosé. And in fact, uh, in few days there will be a very interesting event: uh, drink pink in Sicily, exactly about roses uh, wise. And uh, do you participate also? Yes, with your uh, with
4: your rosé. Yeah, oh, I nice, fantastic with my rose 2019. Crazy, okay. but just to know the potential <clears throat> and communicate the potential, it's a good occasion for us. The rose okay. on that yeah, really night, elegant, uh, uh, light, but with a great character. And uh, I think the rose wine are not just uh, seasonal wine. I can say that it's seasonal, of course. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Mm, <laughs> like a spring
2: wine or summer it, wine only. Yeah, Not at
4: all. Not at all. Are really, really, really good and interesting. It's it's another world. It's another world to know and uh, and the Etna very interesting, very, very interesting, because every totally producer, agree. yeah, has a different style. And, and this uh, is once
2: again amazing thing about Etna because. You have all this richness uh, of, the, of the of different terroirs, and everything is expressed in in the glass of wine, so at least for me it's very exciting.
4: Yes, and we uh, and you have to to know and discover more and more, more and more, and the contradas, the different areas of the dock. Uh, we have so many things to do, and you have so many things to discover uh, on our terroir.
2: I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> I hope that Aetna that will, will grow every year and everybody will be able to, mm-hmm. and we'll have a chance to, to, to try Aetna wines. There are so many, so many lovely wines to, to try. But uh, I didn't ask you, and you have very uh, original, very intriguing label. Could you tell us a bit a bit uh, about your label? Because it's... a. Uh, it's a kind of volcano, volcanic cone, and uh, and yes, uh, and lips. Uh, yes, I, I presume just... that. I presume that uh, it's a, a it's a woman lips. Could you could you describe your
4: label and the idea yes. behind this? Uh, yes, of course. the The label is the same for all the, my four wines, but different color. <clears throat> it's it's really simple. It's the, the volcano in black. And uh, the flame of the volcano are the lips of the taste of Mount Etna. I choose the lips because Etna for us, uh, for Sicilian, is a woman, and is like a mother. Also because I'm the producer. I work with my sister. And uh, there are uh, so many local women that take care about the vines like kids. We have just uh, ladies that take care uh, about the vines during the year. Just l- local local people. These are tradition on Montecatina. So for the white, for example, the lips are in uh, in yellow. For the rose, and pink. The reds, the first red, so red. And for the Vico crew are are uh, blue. Uh, because the Vico is more intense. It's uh, a- another things, more different. You know more uh, deeper and so I choose of the course. blue yeah okay. but um feminine uh way it's uh really really strong on my death now. Uh
2: but but by the way we are talking about women but um could you uh, could you uh could you say uh something about uh another pe- person as far as I understood behind the labels uh you have your your sister who is helping you. You are two women, so power women harvest uh, made by women.
4: This is great yes, yes, yes. but on there are so many uh, producers um women women producers um, there is a good moment for women in the in the wine industry and also in Sicily too. We have uh, local women that produce wine, but also some good producers from abroad that choose the Etna territory to make wines. It's really, really interesting also this point of view and the style of, uh, in the wine of the women.
2: And in fact, the wine industry still are dominated by men. Do you think it's still difficult to make wine being a woman or...? Um, it's, is it still lots of discrimination on in Italian wine world, or it's the,
3: the,
2: if you want to produce wine, uh, to make wine, you, there is no gender. What do you think about it?
4: Um, I'm confident that will be um, a turnaround in, in in the near future um, as well. But uh, the most important things today, I think that gender. Doesn't make a difference to make a good wine. So uh, on the etna, at the moment, there are many women, but it that you know, I would like that when we talk about wine, we don't talk about gender, but good wine. Of course,
3: yeah, I totally agree with that.
2: And uh, I have a last question because now everybody. Um, start to, to talk about the influence uh, on vineyards around the world uh, of the global warming. Uh, does the global mm-hmm. warming affect in some way Aetna vineyards? And what effects, in your opinion, the global war, uh, warming could have on, on the wine production on Aetna slopes?
3: Mm-hmm
4: okay i can talk about uh, the, my side um, the, the the very the, the global warming effects are um, very strong and important in the wine production but uh, at the moment uh, on my side that is a uh, the colder area of the etna uh, is more evident the violence of the natural events um, uh, for example, unexpected hail uh, or dramatic uh, rainstorms that can have uh, disastrous effects on the vineyards. as you know, but uh, until today we have uh, warm or to- and torrid vintages or cold uh, um, like the same. For example, two thousand and seventeen was really warm and torrid. Two thousand and eighteen was uh, rainy. But uh, fortunately, for example, in the rain, with rain, the volcanic soil is very, very drained, and uh, and we can uh, uh, manage this this problem. But the difference is in the violence of natural events. This is this yes,
2: definitely. So, so th- this is a, another a positive uh, side of uh, of mm-hmm. making uh, wines on Etna. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so thank you for uh, for for the chat and for all um, all those information about amazing Etna. I finished with my questions. I hope that I I didn't annoy you guys. No. Uh, thank you, Sofia, to 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 have a chat in time to speak about your wines. Sorry for my English. No worries, my English is not okay. also. Ideal, But I hope guys you understood us.
1: Yeah,
2: so, hard too. So thank it. you.
3: Thank
1: you. Thank you. Hi. For Hi. That was a that was a wonderful chat. Um you again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you didn't get uh, you didn't get through all your questions because you had so much to ask. But I would love to open the floor for questions, but we are just out of time. So as I always say if there are any questions, then please feel free to email me at info at italianwinepodcast.com and I will forward any and all questions, okay? Yeah, I think uh, that will work and then, I, you know, I can just do it that way. I, I appreciate it very much, both of you. Um, and uh, Leica, is there anything you wanted to add before I uh, sign off for the evening? Yeah, um hi, so for tom- uh, so we're gonna have another clubhouse. Um it's gonna be on Thursday. Um so Hugh Priest is coming back for another interview. Um so to for this Thursday, he's going to be interviewing um Benjamino D'Agostino. So watch that out. So that's it. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, thank you Sophia.
2: Thank you, thank, thank you. you
1: thank you guys Have a
2: great evening. Bye. 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 good night. Bye. bye bye bye
0: thank you thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast brought to you by Vinitali Academy